0: There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location.
1: They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. Hello everyone and welcome to a special interview we've got planned for you today. My name is Sasha, host of the Young Women's Edition. I am joined here today by 21-year-old activist and president of KNZ, Mariah Zammit, where we're going to hear more about what the National Council of Youth is doing in Malta for Malta's youths. Um, Mariah, thank you for joining us today, I think it's important for people out there to hear more about Malta's Council for Youth, so let's get straight into it. I want to start off by hearing a bit about you, your activism and the work that you do for KNZ. Tell me about it. Well, thank you for the invite.
0: Um, basically, I'm a 21 year old student, um, I'm studying um, bachelor's in psychology, currently working on my dissertation. Um, uh, And when it comes to KNZ, I've been part of KNZ now for two years um, and eight months into my presidency. Um, And I mean, I love it. It's part of my life. It's my full-time job almost. Um, And I'm so passionate about it. It's like my little baby. Um, And I'm I'm trying my best. I have such a stellar team. And together we're trying um, to... Give youth the importance and the relevance that they deserve. Um, when it comes to my activism, I've been an activist now for seven, eight years.
1: Um, so yeah. Incredible. So when did you first start out, like being an activist?
0: When I was fourteen, um, I was part of the local youth councils within mm-hmm. my locality, and um, we were the the largest, I think, local com- um, youth local council, um, and we started working on a project. Um, which was about um, breaking the stereotypes so that um, we bring more awareness when it comes to inclusivity, Mm -hmm. especially um, within our community, Um, and so that every youth there, whether you're Maltese, whether you're foreign, you are included within the community because it's your home at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. So I started at a very local level. Um, Later on, then I started taking part of simulations like the MUN, the MEP um, and then I ended up in KNZ.
1: Can you tell us about the mission and the goals of KNZ and how it has evolved since its establishment in 1992? So um,
0: this year in particular, it's about representing youths to see that there is the representation that everyone deserves, especially seeing the political climate um, youth are being very much vocal, especially during COVID. We had a lot of social media warriors, in my opinion, but when it comes to the physical act, when it comes to actually creating the politics that we deserve, the politics of policy, um, I think there's a lot of work to be done. Mm. We have student activism, but since COVID, everything diminished, mm-hmm. physical activities diminished in such such a manner, which is for me worrying. But I meet so many passionate youths every day, like even at university grounds, I speak to youths like one-on-one, even my friends, like my closest friends, and there's so much potential, but people are not speaking up. Mm-hmm. So it's my aim. It's the council's aim that we get those ideas and we tell, we call, we meet the stakeholders and tell them, listen, there needs to be done this, this and this. Like. I want that every voice to be heard, even if they're not interested in being part of an organization or if they don't want to go to that meeting or whatnot. I see that their voice is actually being heard by the stakeholders. Like, it's so disappointing um, seeing such ideas because, like, we are the future Mm -hmm. and we are the present. I believe that we are actually the present. I agree. Even though, like, certain people say that we are the present, we are the present. How can we be the present? We don't even know how to budget. We don't even, but ideas are, are fresh. We have so much innovative ideas or even when, when what we learn at university level, we can get so many ideas. And even when we go abroad, best practices. And if we tell the stakeholders, listen, this could be done mm-hmm. and they actually listen, maybe the country can be a bit better.
1: I think it's very important that you're focusing on mobilization because, as you said yourself, um, a lot of people are kind of getting stuck at the social media level. Mm-hmm. So they speak out on that level. But then when it comes to actually going out there and fighting for what they deserve, it's quite lacking, I think, in multi-society. Agreed, definitely. And it's not only
0: in Malta. Um, like KNZ is part of two international organizations, the Youth Health Organization yeah. and the European Youth Forum, which is the largest um, organization within the world. Uh-huh. Um, and even there, if you speak to those countries, they tell you that they tell you that youth aren't like being part mm-hmm. um, of, of organizations, they're not doing anything voluntary unless it's paid because either they don't have the time or there's not much commitment, but they have so much to say
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we just stay behind the screens. Like why, why though? And Malta being so small, like everyone knows everyone realistically. Yeah. Why stay behind that, that social media bubble? Why stay within the comment section when you literally can meet the minister or the prime minister within your streets. Be vocal, speak up, L- like what's going to happen? Freedom yeah. of speech, you know? Yeah. So yes, and I get angry. I get so frustrated that we do not use this small, we're a small island state, mm-hmm. and we have so many advantages of being a small island state, as much as we have disadvantages. Use it, use those advantages, not only pinpricking. pricking um, we, we are so negative. Mm-hmm. about the small island state mentality, when we can see it from another
1: aspect. Yeah. The aspect where you can deliver. Yeah, and you can use it to your advantage. Yeah, exactly. In terms of like the specific initiatives or projects that the council is currently working on, what is it doing to empower the youth of Malt and Gozo?
0: Currently, we're working on a multitude of... Um, events on campaigns um this year and spe- like specifically we focused a lot on health and we focused a lot on the arts and culture um on a yearly basis like four years we always focused on the environment we're still focusing on the environment and um, especially that every year two people from KNZ go to COP and COP oh. is a big thing and as Maltese people, as Maltese youth, when we go to international conferences, we're, we're somehow intimidating because every time the youth that go there, the delegates that go there are so knowledgeable, they're so good, um, that they impress people. And I'm not bluffing. It is something that every time I went abroad and every time my colleagues went abroad, it's they always tell us the same thing, that we're so bright and we're so energetic and we're, they Once they told us, um, you're so intimidating. Oh, wow. But in the sense that because we're so bright and we know what we're saying and we know the global aspect, that we're so good. Mm-hmm. So currently we're we're working on the EU elections so mm-hmm. that we see that actually and um, the vote sixteen people who are sixteen years of age go actually vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to do we want to do it in a different manner, in the sense that we make the events tailored for youth, mm-hmm. not the lecture type like, okay, go listen to all the MEPs or all the local councils yeah. speaking behind a podium and that's all. We're going to take a totally different approach. We've been to some training and at the European Parliament um, to see exactly how what other people are doing, mm-hmm. and we presented our ideas. So KNZ currently is working on the EU elections so that we can push the 16-year-olds to actually go vote, but vote with a critical mind, with a mm-hmm. critical perspective. Um, And we had some training um, at the European Parliament a few weeks ago and we presented with our whole campaign. The ideas were welcomed and there were so many organizations that told us that our ideas are very great, especially in a small island state. Um, And we can't wait until it's launched, actually. Um, We're also working on a type of Youth Awards event. Oh, wow, nice. Hopefully that will come into action. Um, And we're also working on the um, critical thinking um, campaign where we're going to literally educate people um, about critical thinking, about their rights. Mm -hmm. Um, Because people, okay, we know that we have rights, but they do not know that why that right is important. Mm -hmm. So we need to go back to the roots. Mm -hmm. Um, Apart from that, we want to also educate a lot about sexual health in Malta. Um, I mean, sexual health in Malta, it's not um, old, like, new news. Um, we know that sexual health, the ha- sexual health policy is a bit outdated. Yes. Um, but, I mean, enough is enough. It's we- very
1: outdated and they've actually delayed it many times. And if you actually ask the ministry for an update on it, they are unable to give you one. And this was supposed to be launched years ago.
0: That and mental health. Yeah. I mean, those are our main pillars. We're working on other stuff as well. Um, We're going to try that next year. We're going to bring a delegation of the South Youth Councils um, so that we can share best practices on these matters, on health matters. Mm -hmm. We cannot continue in this when delaying certain stuff Mm -hmm. because now we need it. Mm -hmm. It's now. So next year we're going to get a delegation from the uh, the South Youth Councils Mm -hmm. where we're going to speak about health. Like in Malta, mental health and sexual health have been delayed for quite a while. We're always working on strategies, but we're just putting a Uh bandaid on certain stuff. And we need to think about long-term, the long-term effects. Like since COVID, we're trying to work on a strategy. The government is trying Uh to work on a strategy on how to recover from COVID. And we're seeing the effects within um, our education. We're seeing the effects through the, through the students that are starting schools, that are going to secondary. And um, you're seeing it in university as well. You're seeing it through activism, through the voluntary sector, through everywhere. Everyone got affected when, when it comes to COVID. I mean, it was a global pandemic, but we're not seeing the long-term vision. And as KNZ, we want that there is a long-term vision, that we're actually taking action, not just words. Mm-hmm. So next year, those are I think, the most important pillars that we're going to focus on.
1: So I think it's safe to say that youths, especially because you mentioned the Vote 16, like you want to actually get 16-year-olds to go and vote. Because even though it was introduced, I don't think they're they're very interested. I mean, it's safe to say that there's a massive lack of interest from youths when it comes to politics. And they kind of fail to realize that politics is what shapes our lives. So how do you combat that as a council?
0: we want to remind people of the roots, from where it all started. As KNZ, we were always on the forefront um, when it it came to accept the vote 16. We were the people who started um, with the motion, but without, like, it's useless to, okay, vote 16 passed, but where's the education? Mm -hmm. What are they learning at school? And in Malta, the, this is the disadvantage of being a small island state we associate politics with partisan politics mm-hmm. either left or right or purple blue red whatever we don't see the poly like the real politics the politics that all the youth are yearning for mm-hmm. is the politics of policy
1: exactly
0: and not only that that even though there is policy There is also someone saying that the policies are being followed, Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. there is actually the legislation, that people are following the legislation. So that is what I want. And this is also what the council wants, that we remind people why. Why are you so important? Why are we the present? Why are we the future? Why is everyone pressuring me to vote? It's your right to vote. You need to make your voice heard and not say, because we have this mentality that... I won't vote, other people will will vote. Mm -hmm.
1: Don't let other people decide for you. Yeah. As president of KNZ, you have a unique perspective on the priorities and aspirations of the youth, Malt and Gozo. What are some of the most pressing issues and challenges that young people are facing today and how is KNZ addressing them?
0: So for sure, the top three are education, Mm -hmm. the environment and mental health, for sure. So when it comes to the environment, we're seeing a construction boom in Malta. Mm -hmm. um, Like everywhere, everywhere you see, you see a crane, um, which is an eyesore. It's eye pollution.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: There needs to be certain limits when it comes to construction. Mm -hmm. Um, A thing that we're proposing, especially um, now that the budget has passed, we propose that um, we see where um, there are houses which people are not occupying. Mm Um, and see that we use that area. Mm-hmm. We use that already built area, not using another, like a, a, an area where you can build and you actually build it. Yeah. And we're we're also advocating for if you're going to build an area which is in, within the development zones, you see that at least one third, one fourth of it is a green area. Yeah. And apart from that, okay, we see that the architecture that that is like, so the construction sites needs to still be matching mm-hmm. with the Maltese identity. Mm-hmm. So not put a, a skyscraper in an area like Mdina, for example, mm-hmm. um, where it's all history, you know, it's all about the Maltese architecture. Mm-hmm. So we need to do, we need to be smart about how we do construction.
1: We need to see that it fits with the Maltese architecture. Yeah, and that goes hand in hand with mental health, right? Because there are a lot of people who either want to move away from Malta or have already made the decision just because of how claustrophobic the whole island is starting to feel, right? Espe- exactly. Um, apart from that, I mean, there's brain drain
0: when it comes to mental health. Yeah. Um, mental health services okay we have free free healthcare but when it comes to me- when it comes to mental health services there's such a backlog mm-hmm. there's such a long waiting list mm-hmm. and mental health isn't something new it's something that everyone has everyone goes through it but not everyone aw- is aware that they're passing through that situation or yeah. through that phase because that they are facing this issue mm-hmm. so we need so this year is the European year of skills okay And we're advocating that there is some type of well-being training within schools. The fact that as psychologists and psychiatrists, we're we're very understaffed. Mm -hmm. I mean, me especially, I'm speaking from my bachelor's. um, Everyone can tell you that only four people um, pass for the master's. Wow. Sorry, not pass. Only four people are selected for the master's every two years in Malta. So they eventually end up going abroad we're losing people, Mm -hmm. we're losing psychologists, we're losing psychiatrists because they're deciding to go abroad instead of staying in Malta, because we're limiting um, the amount of people that can be selected for Mm -hmm. for those masters. Mm -hmm. I understand to certain extents, but at the same time, seeing that the country is crippling, you're seeing youths um, going through massive breakdowns, seeing youths going through depressive stages. I mean, they're a part of life. Mm-hmm. But help them cope with it mm-hmm. by literally educating them, providing training. And this goes out to even youths who are working, who are not yes. in tertiary, tertiary education, who, aren't, who didn't like continue with their studies. They went to work directly. Yeah. The workplaces should be literally obliged to train mm-hmm. their employees to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Because and to
1: provide support exactly. during difficult times.
0: If they don't have a healthy mind they cannot provide you with the work.
1: So you are very committed to various causes like you've mentioned mental health, you've mentioned the environment and it's very commendable. Can you share some of your most impactful experiences as an activist and how they have shaped your perspective and also kind of led to this journey of you being the president of KNZ? So, so far um,
0: I have a lot of life experience so seeing from what I've been through, what my friends have been through, and also seeing abroad. Um, I've, in KNZ, I mean, we go to a lot of conferences, we're invited to many conferences abroad. Um, and recently I've been selected for an opportunity in mm-hmm. Salamanca um, from the Asia and Europe Foundation, um, where we spoke about AI and mental health. And I've learned so much in three days that's i came to malta and i was like thinking about it the whole time seeing how different like the continent of asia and how europeans think mm-hmm. is out of this world like the knowledge it's amazing like it left me speechless and i'm still like speechless now and i want what what i want is that we actually get all the best practices and try to implement them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like compared to other countries, we're so not we're not, we're so not backlogged, like we're so not developed, mm-hmm. like
1: at all. That you think that there's kind of like backwards thinking and stuff,
0: exactly. And there's so much to do, so much. That, that it's it's literally like mesmerizing how like AI can help when it comes to mental health um, how, how there is a lot of research that we can continue this research how Malta can be a pioneer mm-hmm. of this within Europe um, because even though like we're literally a small dot on the map the countries are looking at us mm-hmm. there are, everyone knows what we're doing and if we share these best practices between us, we can go like we can literally so excel so much. So I've been in carryingZ for two years now, mm-hmm. and my first experience abroad, um, I've learned about unpaid internships, okay and the amount of unpaid internships in Malta, especially. But in Brussels, it's much more. Yes. In the Brussels bubble, it's... Wow. It's... Brussels has the most unpaid internships compared to all of the EU. But seeing Malta, like comparing Malta um, to Brussels, okay, we're way less. We have way less unpaid internships, internships, but I immediately wanted to work on it. It made such an impact that I continued... um, seeing, reviewing, seeing the policies, and especially that this year's the European Year of Skills, and um, the European Commission is going to, the European Commission and the European Parliament are going mm-hmm. to ban unpaid internships. And obviously, I want that to follow in Malta. Mm-hmm. There's so many unpaid internships when it comes to HR, when it comes to communications, when it comes to media, when it comes to law, mm-hmm. um, that... That is definitely one of the most impactful things that I genuinely want that
1: Malta follows. And it definitely doesn't empower uh, students. like as The majority of people that take internships would probably still be students. It's not very empowering to be doing. Not it doesn't send out a good message either. Not at all. I'm, everyone deserves to be paid for their work. Yeah,
0: I get that you gain experience, but through gaining experience, through gaining exposure, does not pay the bills. Especially living in the world that we're living in, where inflation is there, existing, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and everyone needs to survive. And... What I'm seeing that every student is almost in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Seeing how they're going to cope with life, how they're going to have fun, how are, how they're going to um, balance the work-life balance. But then again, we have such a hustle mentality yep. that we all, we're all always hustling, we're working, but we need to enjoy our 20s, we're ne- we need to enjoy our teen years.
1: Like, if not now, when? The final question for today, as a young leader... What advice do you have for other young individuals who aspire to to become activists or advocates for important causes? Be persistent, be pushy be be you.
0: don't like literally um do not get sucked in the negative mentality. Try to okay. Life gives you lemons, make lemonade. We hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. But literally, do not, like, we cannot shy away. We cannot stay quiet. If you stay quiet, if you're staying in your comfort zone, Mm -hmm. then you know you're in a bad place. You need to always get out of that comfort zone and you need to try, even if you fail. But you need to try. Try. And we need to stop with always saying negative things and do not come up with solutions. Mm-hmm. Come up with solutions. Pursue them. Go for it. If you are in your bubble, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong in being your in your comfort zone. But if you want to make a change, get up and do it.
1: Amen. Amen. Maria thank you so much for joining me today and thank you to everyone who who is watching at home we've got some super exciting stuff in the pipeline so stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe to the she word